Welcome to Up To and Including Death. I am Dr. Patricia Brewer. I'm John Brewer. And I am here with my husband and a very special guest. It's Steve Gross. Hey, Steve. Her brother, Steve, not her husband. My brother, Steve. Yeah. I said special guest. You said husband and special guest. I said, yeah, my husband and a special guest. Yeah. Okay, yeah. there is a comma implied. I don't. I I use the Oxford comma <laughs> in my language. Um, Steve, how's it going? Yeah, it's going good. Um, can't complain, I guess. Are you excited about today's movie? Yeah, yeah, I'm a big fan of this movie. It's. Yeah. Um, I apologize now if I'm low energy. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, do you want to tell people what's going on? Do you feel comfortable with that? Yeah, shit, I got COVID. Boo. I'm over it it now, but it's kind of left me fatigued. So, yeah, there there it is. So it makes sense for us to watch a two and a half hour long movie. Yeah, I think John may not be the only one falling asleep to it tonight. (laughs) Yeah, maybe not. (laughs) Maybe it's going to be all three of us as the zombies. Um, So we're watching Dawn of the Dead. Yeah, this is kind of... It's off schedule a tad, but yeah. because of the mishap with Day of the Dead. Yeah, so it turns out Day of the Dead was the movie that we were yeah. going to watch. But Dawn of the Dead sounds so much better. So Dawn of the Dead, okay, Day of the Dead had a dude shooting, a zombie shooting someone with a gun. That's cool. Because right. the zombie like was upset. That. So that's amazing. But is this one the second or the third in the trilogy? This will be the second one. Okay, so Day of the Dead is the third one. Um, yeah. So, now, John was just pointing out that there was a 1998 remake of this movie. Um, and uh, I feel... 2004. Yeah, 2004. 2004. And I With feel James like I've Gunn. seen that, right, Steve? It's like You've the one... It. Right, because I think we saw it in theaters. Is it used the same script? Because George Romero was listed as a screenwriter or a, from 1978. Um, I think... Because they used part of the script in the movie because it's okay. a remake. So it's not like a it's not like a James Van Zandt psycho shot for shot kind of thing. No, yeah, uh, yeah. The two thousand four it got a lot of grief in the horror community, but me personally, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was a fucking terrifying movie. That's <laughs> the one where it's like there's a baby like the most terrifying fifteen minutes. There's like a pregnant ever. woman whose baby who dies I guess and the, and the baby's born and the baby's a zombie too and that's just like one of the most messed huh. up can you imagine a baby gumming you I've had that happen trying to eat you yeah babies are yeah, like chewing fingers and stuff so babies are kind of like yeah, monsters they don't have teeth they're little savage monsters with no teeth yeah, yeah kind of yeah and surprisingly sharp nails <laughs> yeah. yeah man and those first teeth that do come in those will catch you Shark oh, yeah? teeth. Ooh, yes. Yeah. Shark teeth. Yes. <laughs> John and I are trying for a baby, and that and that kind of fe- makes me afraid because it's like it's that it sounds painful. Oh yeah, it is. Oh yeah, yeah from you know what I've heard, that's pretty painful. Yeah. Well. while you're breastfeeding. I know, right? Well, that's why we're only going to feed the baby Oreos. M and M's. That's a good. That's a good. Oreos plan. and M and are going to make. Good old- Michigan dad. Yeah, it's yeah, what the people are built of. Okay, um, <laughs> hey John, I'm a little worried about Steve watching this movie. Um, is there any kind of list you have 
that would help us. Oh, so it's just, yes. it sounds pretty scary, and I don't know if it's good for Steve. Steve, he's, you know, a young man. Yes, he's very young. Very young, very sensitive. So you're referring sensitive. to a parent's guide. Don't yeah, parent's guide. Oh, that's a great idea. Yes. Yeah. Let's dive in. <laughs> and we start yes. where we always start, in sex and nudity. It's only mild. Oh, good. You really don't see any nudity at all. But you see some breasts and dim lighting. Ooh. You do. You do. <laughs> <laughs> then we go to violence and gore. And not surprisingly, it's severe. Ooh. Gory carnage throughout. <laughs> the camera does not always linger on the details for very long, but sometimes it does. <laughs> sometimes it does. Yeah. <laughs> Zombies are shown attacking victims, biting, tearing flesh, and disemboweling their live prey. Yeah. That sounds wonderful. Blood splatters in tremendous amounts for both humans and zombies. Okay, cool. So, but now for profanity. Oh, we got Steven's got uh, special. No profanity, please no profanity. It's only please moderate. Oh, uh, so a lot. And you're going to hear uh, all of it right now because there's three uses of fuck, one use of what the hell, three uses of son of a bitch, and four uses of shit. So I'm not showing this at church tomorrow, is what you're saying. No, the no, funny thing about but that. You're is that, like, I curse like a sailor in the house. John never, ever curses. So it's just uh, very funny to hear you read all those different words. Yep, that's, I let it all out today. <laughs> okay, alcohol, drugs, and smoking is mild. No. Some smoking and drinking throughout. Minor characters shown desperately looking for a cigarette. Oh. A man Does drinks. Have a, cigarette? <laughs> a man drinks alcohol <laughs> to numb the pain. <laughs> to numb the pain of like a zombie bite? Of an injury. No. And is later given morphine to, to cope with the agony. Ooh. A character drinks to a dead friend. Oh. And then frightening and intense scenes once again. Severe. Oh, no. Scenes of cannibalism and the constant threat of hungry zombies clawing and struggling through to characters. There's no cannibalism in this movie. Oh. Well, I guess it's like, the, it, well, cannibalism is in scare quotes here. So I think it's like yeah. the idea oh, of okay. the zombie eating could be kind of like cannibal. Yeah. Zombies technically aren't humans anymore. Yeah. There's some the upsetting deaths. I actually talk about this in my um, philosophy class. We, uh, I end my ethics class on a unit on killing. And the last week is on the ethics of killing zombies. So we look yeah. at like the so we kind of read these different types of things about killing and self defense and suicide and yeah. all these different people. yeah and so then it's like the ethics of killing zombies and like some students really like it and some students do not but it's fun that's that's like saying if I cut a branch off a tree, sharpen it to a stick, is that spear now a tree or is it a spear? Spear. And that's why you would get an F in my ethics class. <laughs> uh, I'll do well in your ethics class, I think. I think so. Okay, hey, by the way, if there's any students, especially students of mine listening to this, here's how you get an A in my philosophy classes. Show up, do the readings, have a wooden spear. That's the separate thing. Um, but show up, do the readings, and just try a little. And then I'll, you'll probably get an A. And don't be a dick. Though there's plenty of assholes I've given A's to. Oh, no. It is a philosophy course. So. Do you give bonus points for five-star reviews on Spotify? Uh, <laughs> no, but it would be really nice if some of our uh, listeners would give us five-star reviews on Spotify. Spotify now has ratings. Well, John, you know, it's been a while yeah, since we've told people 
It's been a while. I didn't know that. Yeah. Hang on. Why don't you do a bid to our listeners to give us five star ratings on Spotify and on Amazon Pods? Oh, and in Amazon. Pods. I don't know. Um, iPods. iTunes. iTunes. What the hell is that? iTunes. I'm Google like Podcasts. Even. Yeah, Google Podcasts. But Spotify is a new one upcoming, and it's one of our biggest listener spots. So yeah. So well, five star ratings on Spotify would help. Yes. So if people want to give I us just, that, I just did it. Yay! Nice. Thank you. Very easy. Yes. If, if anybody's wondering, like, so I guess since it's a new feature, it's underneath, it's alongside the tags. If you're on your phone, mm-hmm. so yep. if it says like TV literature, the ratings will be right next to that. Holy crap! I just looked at the tomato meter on this movie. Holy shit! Yeah, that's, that's high. It's at a ninety-four percent amongst critics. Wow. Yeah. And, a, and a ninety percent amongst audience. That is so high, and it's a horror movie. It's a zombie yeah. horror movie. It's on people's top ten lists for uh, best horror movies. See, yeah. my favorite movie of all time is Shaun of the Dead, and I'm looking forward to seeing the overlap. Well, if you like Shaun of the Dead, a lot of the music from Shaun of the Dead. Is in this movie. Oh, cool! A band called Goblins. Goblins. Okay. How appropriate. You want to tell us a little bit more about the uh, about the ins and outs of this film, John? Um, sure. Yes, I'll fact check you. <laughs> no <laughs> pressure. No, I, that's what I was hoping for. Was you're going to fact check me on this? I have. I just pretty much have the ratings because I was uh, counting on Steve to get the rest of it done. <laughs> I was counting on but you. It's, oh, no. it's got a seven point nine on IMDb. That's pretty good. And as we said, the super high ratings on uh, on Rotten Tomatoes. And you know, one of the best reviews is by Roger Ebert, who one of the critics that yeah. everybody knows. And it says, Dawn of the Dead is one of the best horror films ever made. And as an inescapable result, one of the most horrifying. It is gruesome, sickening, disgusting, violent, brutal, and appalling. Ooh, what's a tomato? Four out of four. Give me a tomato splat. What's the one, the Rotten Tomato? Oh, the Variety Staff... Just says Romero's script is banal when not incoherent. Mm. <laughs> and the other the other negative one is from Gary Arnold of the Washington Post, who says, Between atrocities, the movie has its funny moments and funny lines. It's just difficult to relish the humor when you're dripping in so much gore. Do they not know this is the horror movie? I think he thinks it's supposed to be a comedy. What? It's like, because there's some funny moments, it's yeah. like, oh, wait. It's like, I, I wanted to like the the funniness of this movie, but it's it's so brutal. That's fun. But, you know, I really like this guy. Uh, David Peary from Time Out says, undoubtedly the zombie movie to end them all. That sounds great. But it didn't end them all. There's a whole bunch of them. I think this. he just means it's like the mother of all zombie movies. Are you giving it five stars? Did you just log into a separate... I'm not allowed to. Oh, John's not allowed it's to give himself five stars on his own podcast. I don't think that's fair. Oh, little yeah, buddy. You have to vote for yourself in elections. You should yeah. be able to vote for yourself in podcasts. Yeah. Well, um, I guess they're keeping it on the up and up. <laughs> exactly. So, um, Steve, did you like what Santa brought you for Christmas? Yeah, I did. I did. I didn't know what it was at first. <laughs> <laughs> There's no real marking or navigation on the podcast. I said. <laughs> I sent Steve from us this like this lamp thing that's like a Doctor Who Titus lamp. I don't know how it worked. It just looked really cool in the picture, but it was. I guess it's one of those Chinese things that you get like Eden's walkie talkies yeah. that Santa brought her. Super just it says super fun time walkie talkie, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else that's is just kind of what this was. Yep, and there's some like instructions in, Jap- in Chinese that are not very clear. It's yeah, fine. Everything's fine. Weird. 
<laughs> figure it out. Doctor, Doctor Who with the real doctors. Okay. So we have a two and a half hour film to watch, guys. Uh, yes. Yes, do you, we do. Do you think that we should watch it? Yeah, I'm all fine uh, and set up. Yes, but what we should do first yes. is I need to go grab some water. Okay. Okay, I'll grab some more beer since you took mine. Oh, such a bad wife. You want more beer? Uh, yeah, another stout. I'll be right back. Bite right back. Hey, Steve. Hey, how's it going? Good. So what were you saying about this movie? About it capturing your... Yeah, um, yeah. Dawn of the Dead, in my opinion, captures your interests almost immediately. As opposed to day where there's like a clean 40 minutes of basically world building and character development. Yeah. This one, it immediately t- takes place in a news studio, maybe two weeks after the initial outset. People are panicking, but they're not like to the point of, you know, you know, freaking out. And they're viewing it in the same type of disbelief that um, people with COVID yeah, it's almost like shot for shot yeah. 2020 yeah. in March. Stop the spread. But, yep, two weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so. 14 days to stop the spread. So, yeah, we start off, uh, we've got a, a young blonde woman who may or may not be one of the central characters of the of the movie. Um, and she's leaning against some orange carpet in a sound booth. And we've got a scientist guy and another guy that are arguing with each other about about everything and the scientist guys is like look you just have to actually you have to cut their head off you've got to destroy the brain and everyone else is like no <laughs> yeah that's terrible how could you say that and it's kind of messed up <laughs> yeah it is it is hard to remember that it's messed up you know it's just like because yeah. what if that's what they said about people with well people with covid they're like okay you got to put them in the basement never touch yeah. them never <laughs> see them also, keep in mind, in Romero's universe, there's no such thing as zombie movies mm-hmm. or any type of zombie fiction or lore other than, I guess, the, the resurrection. There's nothing. Yeah. So these people have no context. They have nothing yeah. to base what's happening. This is actually something that's around. important, I think, in a lot of zombie movies where they assess, like Walking Dead, for example, they don't use the word zombie. And so in that ver- no. version of the universe... They didn't have zombie movies, right? No. So they no. didn't have that preparation in Walking Dead. And I wonder if they got it from Romero yeah, in the sense. Like our, yeah, they did. Our CDC has come out with what you do for a zombie attack. Yeah. Like it exists. Don't go towards them. Even you will get infected. Based off of Romero's uh, work. Yeah. yeah. Romero's work, there is no Romero. Yeah. So the closest thing they have to zombies are the Haitian voodoo thing. Yeah. And so in any case, though... Um, it starts off with a lot going on, as you say. We're now we've gone from a really this crazy news studio that have ha, they've now announced that they no longer have anything to do because the stations have been taken over by the police, and now we have a bunch of cops going after some quote bastards. The bastards are bastarding in there. The bastards. Yep. And that so that wasn't in the parents' guide, was it? All this bastard talk. Yeah, yeah. Maybe they just uh, fatherless children, and that's why. Yeah. Anyway. So, in any case, it, it, it does start out pretty exciting. I also think, I, I do like the fact that it's outside of the military-industrial complex right now. Because that is yeah. where the, the Day of the Dead was kind of lived the entire time. 
in like that kind of very insular world of like yeah. a of an out crop of dudes and scientists and military people. So, right. Yeah. Let's. Uh, yeah. Should we keep going? Yeah. Yeah, John. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, we are 36 minutes and 32 seconds along into this movie. I feel like this is going to be one of those movies that it's hard to stop on because it's so good. Yeah. We had to find that out once in a while. So, a lot has happened in the movie. But basically, I think where we left off was where everybody was in the kind of military police kind of thing where they go into this building to hunt down people in brownface, Puerto Ricans... And then instead they find a bunch of zombies and they start killing zombies and regular people. And then basically one of the guys in this troop of of police officers decides to escape because that's what people are doing. They're escaping, even though they still have, they're still police officers, but, you know, they don't want to be part of it anymore. Right? Yeah. So the police officer knows the helicopter pilot and the news lady that we saw at the beginning, right? And he brings his friend that he just meets, who I don't know any of their names, uh, and they all end up in a helicopter together. The news guy's name is Steve. Steve. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's two Steves. <laughs> the weather, or uh, the, he's the traffic cop, or the traffic uh, reporter. <laughs> Do you see how cute Loki is right now while he's sitting on his little paws together? Yeah, Steve like, can't see that, though. Steve it's... can't see it, but Loki's being very cute. Um, so, anyway, we tried to get some gas. There was some drama where the the helicopter pilot doesn't know how to shoot well. So, he almost kills the, the new guy. And everyone's upset about that or whatever. It's like a whole thing. And it's a zombie apocalypse, and we're trying to find gas. and we're trying, But the helicopter pilot needs to sleep, and we're somewhere in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Might, but might. they find a mysterious thing called a shopping center. Yeah, it's like one of these new indoor shopping centers. So, Steve. Yes. You're old. <laughs> oh. Wow. Do you Man. remember when malls came out? You're not that old. This movie was too. Did this, this movie come out in 78? Yeah, this no. movie came out in 78. They were in- filming it in 77. <laughs> I noticed one of the calendars said November 77. Oh, okay. Yeah. So- so, so John was born in 1978. You were born in 1980, Stephen. Um, I have never known a time without them all. Well, me neither. Well, neither have we. <laughs> well, John, but you might because you live in Bumfuck. No, we had a mall when I was a kid. That it tiny mall that's now go keep, it was hopping. What did it have? I know it had J.C. Penney's. Had J.C. Penney's and Sears and B. Dalton and Musicland, which became Sam Goody. Ooh. And uh, Kmart. What do you think happened? And the arcade? Oh, fuck, I love that arcade. Oh, what happened yeah. to the mall? Why did it die? Well, there's plenty of reasons. Well, K- all the Kmarts died. Yes. So once Kmart closed, they had a couple fly-by-night places fill the spot, but the popularity went down, and then the owners were from out of town. Yeah. And they were charging way... They were charging the rent on their city malls. Oh. Up here, which doesn't fly because their cost of living is so low. So yeah. everybody bolted. And they popped up like 17 strip malls. Yep. And they all moved into the strip malls. Yeah, that's true. There's lots of strip malls around. But now the local community college bought most of the... Yeah. Most there's of it. The, the movie there's, theater's in there. Yeah, it's a movie theater and Sears. Yeah. And a 
college and uh, VR came. We bought a refrigerator that never worked properly there yeah. that for very way too much money. Yeah, the VR arcade is nice though. Yeah, so that's the mall. What's your experience of mall, Steve? Well, when I was a teenager, I used to go there all the time and hang out. Used to hang out at the mall? Yeah, when I was younger, but now I, I avoid the mall. I don't, I never really liked the mall. Yeah. A lot of it has to do with, I don't, I was never really interested in a lot of the things that were in the mall. Yeah. Like, I'm not a clothes guy. No. And, like, you, there's the video game stores, like, I, if I remember correctly, when I was a teenager, you, the video game stores that we went to were almost like mom and pop video game stores. Yeah. Like there was like a place called Video Go Round or Video Wonderland. It was over there where next to Walmart in Mableton. Yeah. But like, so like, there wasn't a whole lot, but I just went there to hang out with my friends. Yeah. And Go to the like, food court. I never bought anything there. Oh, I lived at the Music Land, which became Sam Goody after a time. What's Sam Goody? It was the record store. He just looked at me with such disdain, everybody. The record store. So rude. I'm your wife. The record okay. store. Okay. Well, I wanted to be a music person. I remember I once got you, I think, Pearl Jam. I think I got you a Pearl Jam oh. CD was for it, Christmas, was Steve. Was it 10? I don't know. But... No, she probably... Oh, it was Vitality. Ah. Yeah. And Vitality. I wanted to be cool, so I was, like, listening to Pearl Jam, like, at Barnes & Noble in the mall. Trying to be cool, but I was never, that's never was my sneeze. Sneeze. I was never like a mall person. I never really hung out there. I always like, I'd watch these movies about teenagers hanging out there. I'm just like, y'all gotta save money to do that. There's like, it's expensive to go to the mall. But think about it. You're thinking of it as somebody who's from Atlanta. Yeah. Like, there is a million and one things to do in Atlanta. Uh, that's true. If you're from, like, you know, the middle of ass fuck nowhere, like John. Yeah. We hung <laughs> like, out at the record store. Well, yeah. I mean. I got to know the clerks, and they would, because they would get sent, like, sampler CDs and cassette singles, and they would give them all to me. Okay. So I got to learn about all the new bands, like, before anybody else. That's cause... really cool, but I will say this as someone that has lived in many major cities, and even bigger than Atlanta. That my biggest hangout spot is in my house with my cats. So for me, that has not changed. Like all the coolest hangout spots that you can find. Exactly. Now I have a, I have two living rooms that I could go into to hang out with cats. And yeah, my yeah but you're also like sixty years old now. I know I'm thirty six, but that was always like the ideal. Thirty six. Yeah, aren't I? Am I? Nineteen eighty five, right? I'm not 37 yeah. yet. I know. I know. He's got me, because last year I thought it was 34 the whole year. It turns out it's 35. Yeah. And, and then, then you jumped a year, and then you thought you were 36 when you were 35. Yeah, so it's been, it's kind of, you lose track, you lose track. But, I, I mean, anyway. So, anyway, in this movie, they've just made it to the mall because the main guy, the helicopter pilot, needs to sleep, and they need gas. I don't know that they're going to get gas at the mall. Nope. Okay, a little bit of a... There was, there was a heliport there at the mall, oh. which was weird. You did miss something, John. Okay. Um, you missed one of the best deaths in the entire movie, I uh. bet. And it's a dude that's about to attack one of the guys that's, like, that's fueling the airplane. And he, like... Helicopter. The helicopter. And, like, <clears throat> the zombie stands up on some boxes to get him. 
<laughs> and it cuts his head off. Nice. Like, cut, but just the top of his head where his brain is. It goes, oh. pew, pew, and he dies. That's great. It was great. So should we keep going? Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. All right. Man, I'm having a great time at the mall with you guys. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We're an hour and six minutes in. Um, and since, like, so we stopped, we had uh, talked last when they were just walking into the mall. Right. Right. And so now they've been in the mall for a while. They've gone into one of the department stores, gotten some stuff. The blonde chick almost got herself killed because she doesn't understand anything. Like when her boyfriend was about to get eaten by a zombie, she just stood there and he kept saying run. And at one point he pushed her and said run and she just stood there. And so now all she had to do was stay in this room and a zombie was coming after her. So all she had to do was stand outside the door and not let it in and instead she put some like empty boxes in front of the door and then try to like i guess get out and she's like dangling about to get killed by a zombie and now she's just totally shell-shocked and it's like i cannot wait for her to get eaten by zombies i don't know if it's that kind of movie though i would suspect not yes but what i really like what's playing on is like now we have the helicopter pilot who's kind of useless has gotten himself and other people almost killed a couple times. And and again, he should have just stayed in the room too. So she should not have been left alone and blah, 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 whatever. But anyway, so like, this all, like he's now saying like, I don't understand why they couldn't get it together. He's talking about the like the U.S. government or whatever. Why couldn't they just get it? People just have to do what they need to do and just kill the zombies. They're really easy to kill. Yeah. And then like the other guys are like, fuck you, dude. What are you gonna do? Are you gonna chop your wife's head off when she's ready? When she gets turned, is that something you're capable of? No. Yeah, I don't know. I just really like the way this movie's depicting that kind of very realistic. Yeah, Billy so, Badass. There's the Billy Badass that thinks that they can do anything. There's also the yeah. people that are super overly consci- conscious, and it's like I don't know. It feels super close to home right now because of the whole <laughs> pandemic thing. But it's kind of like when I read The Stand and we watched The Stand and we did it on the yeah. podcast, but it's just like, damn, a lot of this seems familiar. Yeah. yeah everybody's turned into a doctor, a yeah. epidemiologist. Everyone knows everything immediately because they read one post on Facebook that someone said. And like yeah. they, they say, like, trust the science or don't trust the science, but they don't believe in anything. It's been a very good movie so far. We have an hour and 30 minutes left of this film. Yeah. Yeah, we're watching the um, uncut version. Yeah, it's the complete cut. Well, what is like? What did they cut? I mean, everything seems kind of realistic. Oh man, there's like ten different versions of this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. The the original theatrical version, then you have the (coughs) European version, which was a different cut, and then you have the extended version, the re-release version, the version we're watching here. Yeah, like there's a lot. Of different types of this movie. Well, we're watching it. Um, uh, Dawn of the Dead complete cut, nineteen seventy eight, highest quality, ten eighty p Blu ray. Uh, that hybrid creatures rape your face has posted they on September of sixteenth, twenty twenty, on YouTube. Yeah, they do do that. Yes. yes, this is actually this must be the same guy because this movie is is permanently uploaded to YouTube and it gets taken down. 
But these they, these wow. beautiful sons of bitches figure out a way to. And this one's <laughs> been up since September of 2020. It's not bad. Yeah, so it's pretty but good. I've run. watched this on more than one occasion. Well, yeah. What I love is that YouTube is getting money off of our viewing right now because we're they, we have to watch commercials for it. That's so right, apparently. yeah, apparently we're monetizing this. So YouTube doesn't mind it if they get that money. It has 352,000 views. Yeah, they know about it. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot of views. Yeah. I think 20,000 of them may be mine. It looks like we're at the exact same spot right now. So uh, sh uh, should we keep going? Yeah. All right, let's go. Spend some time. It is two oh. hours and one minute into the film. Yeah, we were quite a We've been watching a lot. And it's one of those things where it's like, not a lot happens, but it's amazing. It's so good and fun. And so the young gentleman, the blonde guy, got himself killed, turned into a zombie. Is yeah, that, is that basically what happened. Yeah. They blocked off the entrances to the mall. And they killed all the zombies inside the mall and put them in a freezer. And then they've just been, like, re renovating the area that they live in. They're living their best life. And doing, like, shopping in the mall. But it's, like, 1,000% consumerism. And, and so at this stage, the woman has made a dinner for the two men that are left. And it's fondue. And so I've decided that this is the appropriate time to tell you guys the story of when I was in graduate school, Villanova. I went to this thing that was a, you know, Villanova is a bunch of very rich, very privileged Catholic people. And bless their hearts, they don't know very much about the world. It was at an um, investor's night. And so basically everyone in the business school, they go to, um, I think one of my students was in the business school. He asked me to come to this thing. All the kids in the business school have been working on these projects that are like, these business plans that they want to get funded. And so all of these Villanova alums that are very rich people and they come over to this to the to the project night or whatever. And some of them actually will fund the project. And so things that I saw included a knockoff version of Candy Crush that was not as good, you know, amongst <laughs> other things. But then yeah, this this one kid was, and it also wasn't even like, it was just conceptualized. It wasn't even like he had made the app. Because, you know, I play an app called HomeSense that is a knockoff version of Candy Crush. Except you're also, like, renovating a house. You know, it's like a whole right, thing. Right. But And there's a cat. Anyway, but, like, this one kid was, like, he wanted to get in the restaurant industry. So I was very interested, being from a restaurant, you know, background, kind of. And so, anyway, so he wanted to do a fondue restaurant and he wanted to make fondue accessible for the people you know the common man that wants to go no, out and get fondue awesome. <laughs> but the thing is fondue is so expensive and it's just so incredibly expensive to have fondue night you know you're spending like um three hundred dollars to have a good fondue night at a, at a nice fondue restaurant no, so he's gonna it. make it accessible to the common man and his meals... Oh, you can buy a fondue his, No, no, listen, listen. His meals were going to be $40 a person. That, that was going to make accessible. it accessible to the common man. This was in 2012. 
you know, <laughs> 10 years ago. And so, and so he's going to make his fondue accessible to the common man. And the way he was going to do it was this. The expensive fondue restaurants you see, John and Steve, is not in the materials or in what or whatever. It's in the time it takes to for the chef to prepare the fondue pot for you to come and for it to come to your table. So you end up staying at the table for two or three hours. That's a lot of money and time, right? Yeah, so instead, right. what they're gonna do is they're gonna pre-fondue. Sorry, I shouldn't be hitting. <laughs> They're going to pre-fondue your food. So it's going to, they're going to fondue it in the kitchen. It's going to dip it in cheese and bring it up? Yeah, but there's different types of fondue, right? There's cheese fondue, yeah. there's cake fondue, but there's also fondue yeah. that it just cooks it or whatever. So he's going to pre-fondue the food so it just comes out to you in small plates already fondued. Who the hell would do For $30 a plate plus drinks... And it was like a fondue fusion. I don't know what it was a fusion with, but it was all nonsense. And like, and it was going to be $30 a plate. And so I'm like, okay, honey, so you're talking about $30 a plate. So it's $60 minimum for two people. But it's also like, so does this include a drink or something? And he's like, oh, no, that's extra. And so, and he's got Philadelphia. He's like, yeah, it's like $14 for a cocktail. That's reasonable. And it's like, okay. So we're talking like fifty to sixty dollars, really. Yeah, fifty to sixty dollars. Because it's also, you know, you think about a tip. A twenty percent tip is still gonna yeah. a thirty is gonna be six dollars. So your your minimum is like is fifty to sixty dollars each for your pre-made fondue. This is a really nice fondue set on Amazon for thirty-four dollars. Okay. Does it have to be cheese? Or chocolate, like or caramel, or as, sauces. Okay, as the person in the house that does mm-hmm. the dishes, yeah, you. Clean I'm this. gonna say you clean if, this hardened cheese pot. If you want, <laughs> if you want fondue, we'll have it once. Well, let's get a dishwasher, safe one, and get a dishwasher. Okay. Anyway, I just thought that was like to me. I'm just, and I sat there with this kid for like 45 minutes, and he's like, "You don't understand. It's for the common man that wants fondue." But can't afford the big fondue restaurants, and I'm just where like, where? Man and where are the big fondue restaurants? Like in yeah. Aspen, 1977. <laughs> I guess so. And so, like, it was just so bizarre because I'm just thinking, like, in Philly, there's a million fancy restaurants you can go to, where you can spend thirty dollars each and get a, a nice cocktail. And then a main, yeah. or you can spend if what his would have been sixty dollars. You could spend sixty dollars and get an, a, a one or two cocktails, an appetizer to share, and two mains. Oh. You know, and and it would be a great night. And this guy's talking about fucking like pre-made fondue. Well, we went out last night, and I got an amazing, oh, that was like nice. two-inch thick New York strip meal Did you? for thirty-four dollars. I cooked myself a oh. New York strip last night. Oh, oh I, yeah, we had <laughs> we had New York strips yeah. tonight too. He jo- John got this New York strip at Walmart that's like Wagyu beef style. Yeah, it's the American Wagyu. It's yeah. so it was so good. Yeah, I learned we got porterhouse steaks a while back, and um and I learned which part of the meat I like the best, which is yeah. New York strip. That's my favorite part. I'm basic. No, New York strips are delicious. They're so good. I mean, the filet is good, but it's like the New York strip is the tastiest part to me. Yeah. 
So, do you think we should watch this movie? Yeah. I forgot that we were recording. I'm just like that. Just like the fondue thing. Talking about steak and fondue. Yeah. Steak and fondue. Cool. But anyway, okay, wait, wait. So, so the actual movie that we're watching, they've completely like we get we've seen scene after scene of them like shopping aimlessly with no desire or love in their hearts in this mall that they've been living in. Yeah, they yeah. seem a little disheartened now. They and just, a little fed up with the fact that there's only three people left in the world. Yeah, and like the TV, there's no more like TV anymore. And there's like a fight right now of like she didn't want to become the den mother, but she's now the den mother. Yeah, because this is pre-VHS. They can't even watch movies. No, you're right. There's nothing to do. And like they, they have been in a bookstore, but they're not really reading books. Yeah. Like they could be doing other well, things. Apparently, they're reading books on like carpentry and <laughs> yeah. I mean, like because they're cooking all this food and building things. I guess so. Yeah, it's just it's just absolutely wild. And like you can see the transformation of the space that they're living in from just like the stark walls of like the attic of a mall where like offices will be eventually but there's nothing there besides yeah. like old storage rooms and they've transformed it to these beautiful places with I'm assuming fake foliage because I mean it might yeah, be that, real because she found a bunch of plants Well those look like ferns. Are they those, okay with no light? Ferns? I don't know. Oh, they got a lot of fluorescent light. They might be okay with so, that. So, I'm just but and but also the zombies are so consistently trying to come in. So I'm really looking forward to see what happens. We've got 33 minutes left. Should we do this? Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Hey guys, we're only we're only two minutes or two hours and ten minutes into it, um, so we haven't gone that far. I was just thinking how amazing it is that this movie really runs the gamut of, and it takes us through what happens in the zombie apocalypse, right? So we've got the first part where people are just denying things, but just because they can't understand and they don't understand or they can't accept things. Like, we had the cop that killed himself because he just couldn't really stand the idea of killing a zombie because to him it was killing a person, right? We had... um, Then we have this kind of transition to being on the run where we have groups of people on the run trying to make it work. And then we have this group of three that are in the mall transitioning to this sort of weird, like, materialistic lifestyle holed up in the small. And now, at the end of the movie, so they've killed all the zombies that are inside the mall. Thousands are outside the mall. And thousands thousands of zombies are outside the mall, right? But we've got this group of a biker gang. So it's 15 to 20 motorcycles. So it's like, but there's like two people per motorcycle. There's vans of people. There's a shit ton of people are this roving gang that are seem to be batshit insane. They're just riding their bikes. They, they break into the mall. You know, they move the trucks. They, they kill some zombies. They act all crazy. And now they're in the mall. And now we've come to the transition of like the real problem is going to be the roving hordes of humans. Yeah, the people are always worse than the zombies. I know, but it's the thing for me is that in Walking Dead, the thing that bugged me was that it just became that the only bad guys are people. And I kind of like the I like it when the bad guys are the zombies. It's but like just, if I want to watch the bad guys are people movie, I'd watch literally every other movie that exists. I, I, for, I for one, like the way The Walking Dead does it, but yeah, that's okay. I'm still all in on Walking I d- Dead. I know, but I just really like it when 
the bad guy is a horrible supernatural creature that's hard to kill. Yeah, but you can only run with that for so long. That's true. Uh, yeah. What do you think, Steve? <laughs> um, I really, I really love the fact that this movie, like I said, it runs a gamut, but it does it in a natural way that it doesn't feel jerky. Yeah. Like it, it, it doesn't feel like there are acts in this movie. Like it, things no. just kind of progress as opposed to like, you know, this happens and then this happens and then this happens. Yeah. Moving the set pieces. It really does follow along. Like at, at one point when they're, we're moving from the city in the airplane, trying to get gas, they fly over the groups of people that were the same groups of hillbillies that killed the sole survivor in Night of the Living Dead. Yeah. Right? We get to see that kind of nonsense of a bunch of hillbillies going, Woohoo! Let's kill them all! And now we have a bunch of bikers that are in the same kind of vibe. They're wearing SS helmets. So we know they're fucking... They're, they're Nazi bikers. They're bad news. But how far off... kind of biker. Huh? The worst kind, the worst kind, the one that has SS things on their helmets and stuff. But you know, it's the thing is that they're not that far off of the peop of the guys that were hunting the zombies that were, you know, walking through the and hanging out with the army and stuff like that in that one scene. You know what I mean? Like it's a very similar kind of vibe. This certainly is a very interesting connection that is not as made as often uh, in 1978 between. The Confederate douchebag and the fucking Nazis. And now what we know now about those two groups is that they're the same group. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they are. And this is the part where we get canceled. Yeah, don't alienate our southern audience. Oh. Hey, listen. That's. <laughs> if that part I, of the south is they can get alienated. They can I tell you what, alienated. when we went down to Georgia, I'd never seen so many Confederate flags. Except for when you go downstate Holy Michigan. Holy hell. There was yeah, a couple except when you go down the street from where I used to live. South Carolina. Dude, I gotta say, like, it, yeah, I once, I had um, a very nice fella I used to date named Charlie, and his parents were this amazing people, but they were, like, very wealthy upstate New York people. And one of them, like, the husband was talking to me, and he's a wonderful guy, and but he was talking to me about how he had a neighbor that liked to flo- fly Confederate flags, and he finally, you know, he sat down and had a conversation with them, and he got to really understand why it was, like, meaningful to his culture to have a flag. And I'm like, dude, I am from Savannah, Georgia. That is just because they're racist and pieces of shit. There's no, like, background of, like, it's my history. It's, like, your history is racism and being a piece of shit. There's no in-between on that, you know? But it's, like, the ultimate participation trophy. (laughs) They're, like, the the shortest reigning anything that had a flag ever. (laughs) They're around for, like, six months, and they got slaughtered. And they're like, oh, well, we still love this. It's still our thing. We still wish we could enslave. I wish I could. I wish I could enslave a whole group of people. That'd be great. Fuck that. Okay, let's watch. So, and speaking of that, let's see what happens with these wonderful bikers. All right, let's go. Let's go. (laughs) 
Hi, guys. Hi. Well, we just saw the ending, but before we talk about the actual ending, I want to hear what Stephen has to say about the original ending. So the original ending of the movie had uh, the blonde lady uh, in the helicopter. Yeah. And instead of flying away, she gets out and she jumps up into the rotor of the helicopter and commits suicide. Holy shit, that was what was in the... Was that what was in the actual movie that came out? No, no, no. I don't know if they ever... I've never really got a clear answer whether or not they filmed that. Oh, my God. It was a script for the movie. Instead yeah. of like, cause, and she's pregnant too. That's pretty dark. Yeah, it's pretty fucked up. So now she's like, okay, so basically the bikers kind of get away with it. Some of them die, but not a lot of them. The main the, one does. The main one does, but like they all drive off. The zombies are all back in the mall. The um, stupid flyboy, the helicopter pilot that's kind of creepy looking, um, he like... Kill, gets them all killed basically except yeah. he really just gets himself killed and then proceeds to lead the zombie horde into the apartment complex that they'd created and like through yeah. the false wall that was never reinforced and then it's through like the can- it was like a canvas yeah out. and then through the door that was never reinforced yeah and then through well, they never faced the rock on the damn door no and then like the the fella that was there all along that didn't want to, like, he didn't want to go. He wanted to stay in the mall. You know, oh, the guy yeah. that was left alive. And he, I mean, he's a black man. I don't know if that's really significant to the part that he played. I don't think so. Um, but he, I mean, he talked about at one point that he had a brother in jail and a brother that was a famous baseball player. And he was a cop. But anyway, yeah. so... He ended up deciding he wanted to live at the last minute. So he, after he had sent her to go fly the helicopter, which she learned how to fly. So she goes to fly away. Dude follows her and jumps on through all the zombie hordes. The end. Yep. That was like... Happily ever after. The simplest zombie movie in a lot of ways of like the simplest kind of things that happen. But the most entertaining two and a half hours... Like, this was two hours and 35 minutes. It didn't feel like it. It did not feel like it. Wow. I was kind of tired when we started. I feel great. Like, this we was... We were all talking about we're going to be asleep. Yeah. Like, like you have <laughs> freaking COVID. I just, like, did all this work with my body. John's not doing too good either. We're all old people. But that was so invigorating. It was so good. It was. Yes. Yeah. It was. It's... It's hard to really put your finger on what makes this such a great movie. It just, it, I, it might, for me, it just, it flows. And it's, like, I think it, the amount of realism, as far as you can be realistic in a zombie film. Yeah. Nothing and outrageous happens. explained in the universe, too. It's, mm. it's like, every little thing that they're doing, like, you may find odd they they explain it in the movie. All, yeah, you know all, everything's explained. You're not really left wondering. Uh, you know when the bicycle gang, uh, motorcycle gang comes in and they get kind of hammy. But they uh, all the motorcycle gang. What makes sense about them though? Because they're kind of hammy and they don't make a lot of sense. But like the blonde fellow from the beginning of the movie, that kind of lost his mind a little bit. That yeah. stage that he was at is where everyone in that motorcycle team is at. 
But the thing is, they'd all survived so far, in part because of, like, you know, strength in numbers, being racist, I guess. But, like, they'd all survived thus far, but they're still at the stage, even though they're surviving on the in the world or whatever, they're still stealing, like, gold jewelry, which makes a little bit of sense, but also, like, silver plate, like, silverware. Like, well, nobody wants... Yeah. <laughs> no, but, like... No, but it's like, yeah, so they take, they find a bunch of food and then throw it at the zombies. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. just... Uh, it, there was that one guy who was obsessed with getting his blood pressure taken. Yeah, he got... Blood pressure taken, yeah. But it's also kind of like, it makes sense because, like, the whole thing about the mall is that it gives you the opportunity of has, having some semblance of normal, yeah. right? Yeah. And as you guys are saying, there's the guy that picks up the suit and then throws it down. Yeah, but like, I'm not going to wear this. The main guys in Dawn of the Dead that we just saw... They didn't pick up the suit and throw it down. They like were putting on the suits. They're putting on all the fancy clothes. Yeah, yeah. but that yeah, they was into the lie. Into the now, I don't the... think the remake was anything like this. No, well, there was a mall. <laughs> there was a mall. That's still it. And there was a pregnant the remake, woman. I still, I love the remake. Yeah, the remake I liked a lot. Yeah, I also uh, looked up uh, women smoking in pregnancy, and apparently that was just a thing that they did until the eighties. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, they so realized that that was bad. To see, like, it was normal to see someone like this smoking. Yeah, but um, yeah, it is. Uh, I remember telling mom once. Um, I was just a piece of shit kid, at, like five years old or whatever. She never really smoked that much, but she was smoking a cigarette once at a gas pump, and I'm like, Mom, it says no smoking on the sign. And I never saw her smoke a cigarette ever again. <laughs> yeah. But you know what I mean? It's just like, it says no smoking. Kids are assholes. Mom, can't you read, Mom? Can't you read? This is dangerous. Um, but it is dangerous to be pregnant and smoking, though. It is. It's not good it's for babies. It's dangerous to smoke, period. Yeah. yeah, it's dangerous to smoke, period. But, but yeah. yeah, that was a pretty... And I one thing that I found interesting was that she was never, like, super pregnant. She was, like, six months pregnant, tops, at the end yeah, of it. I, I guess it's a good way to gauge how long we were there. Yeah, because she went from not showing to showing, but showing a little bit. Like, she could still move, because, like, when you get to eight or nine months, your limbs all get wobbly, and it's hard to go fast. And she could still run, you yeah, know? she was pretty spry. Yeah, she was a pretty spry lady. But um, what do you what ranking out of eighteen do you give this movie, John? I'm not doing your silly out of eighteen. <laughs> no. I'd give it a nine out of ten. Nine um, out of ten. Almost perfect. Almost perfect. What well, wasn't perfect? The pies and the faces that and stuff kinda... for the yeah. That's yeah, the only misstep. Campy. That's like... the only misstep in the whole movie, I think. What about you, Steve? Well, I'm biased. Um. Dawn of the Dead, this is one of my favorite movies. So okay. I, you know, I give it a 10 out of 10 because I'm biased. Yeah. I if I was that. unbiased, I'd give it a 9 out of 10. Like so I'm not biased, and I don't really like ranking systems. Like, I, because I have my favorite movies, and they're my favorite movies because my favorite movies. But, like, I would say that the there's a slight, like, the pies in the face is too much. But. The idea of these guys, the motorcyclists coming in and, like, wasting a lot of gas, like, driving around. And we've already established, like, 
gasoline is probably a hot commodity at this stage. Oh, yeah. So I wouldn't it, say so, because and, remember, this is only six months. Oh, and it depends on how many people are actually left alive. Yeah. Because if it's just basically that biker gang and the people in the mall, then there's a lot of gas available. But no, but the thing is that there, that there was a gasoline shortage at the time of the... Apocalypse. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you know, that, so yeah. there's already a gasoline shortage at the time of the apocalypse, and gasoline has a pretty short half life anyway. But even if we don't think about it that way, like we have, they were trying to fill up their gas tanks in the beginning, and yeah. there wasn't gas. But that was helicopter fuel. I know, but it was also regular fuel. But yeah. I can't imagine that, even though there's a lot of gas tanks, like a lot of people are going to get a lot of gas right away. And it does seem to me that, like, having a party to raid a mall in a non-safe way is kind of silly. Yeah, it's very silly. Because they don't raid it for anything that's of really valuable. But also, remember, Trish, like you said before, with the the blonde-haired guy... These people are pretty much gone. No, they're nuts. They've yeah. they've they're, totally they're broken. They don't so, have their, they have like compulsion problems probably. Yeah. So the thing is like the pies. I agree that that that's like the pie things is too far. Everything else they do though that's batshit insane. I can get it because in a way it's like they're being run by someone that's like also crazy but maybe is good at controlling crazy. Yeah. And are they yeah. all doing meth? Probably. Or some sort of... doing a lot of drugs. Yeah. Yeah. So Whatever that drugs too. that are there that they can find. Like, I mean, but that's something they should have shown is them, like, robbing a pharmacy or something, you know? But, like, it's... I kind of wanted to see more of them. Like, it seems that their reckless behavior should have led to more of them dying at the hands of zombies. Yeah, it wasn't until the end. They got, like... But they only got killed by zombies after they were shot by the main guys. There was a couple others, too. Yeah, but, like, not many... The blood pressure guy didn't get shot. No, because he decided to go and get his blood pressure taken, (coughs) which is kind of like he's... I think think they did that just for the zero over zero blood pressure game. Which is great. It's great. (laughs) With no arm. It's great. It's an odd time to have gags, but I will say that... It also makes, it kind of is this really interesting juxtaposition about these zombies that are trying to redo some part of their life and their routine that they're used to. And also these biker gangs that are also doing something similar, right? Yeah. Right. But I had a great time. That was a great choice. It was. I'm glad we we stuck that into the... Yeah. I don't know if this is the podcast. I don't know if this is coming out this week. It is currently the day, it's New Year's Day. It's going to have to come out this week. Yeah? Yeah, because we're not going to have time to do one Okay, this Tuesday. is coming out this week. Yeah. So, this will just get shoehorned in and we'll still be doing the original Invasion of the Body Snatchers. That's the uh, next episode. The next episode. Well, they can get Trish to watch that? The original. Yeah, again, the original. Yeah, I, the original. I, I'm pretty so sure bad, it's though. the remake that fucked me up a lot as a kid. Yeah, so we're going to try well, to I was see. watching that one. I can't wait for that episode. Oh my god! <laughs> That'll that, come too. I had to sleep in awful. Like this was. We'll see how it goes. Because we just watched like a couple episodes of the TV show You, uh, which is on Netflix. It's very good. By Carolyn Katniss is the name of the author yeah. that writes it. But um, but You is What's just like, about? it's very good. It's like basically a serial killer dude, and it's the third season. 
Then there's this, like, side plot where a bunch of anti-vaxxers accidentally, you know, they, their kid gets measles. They don't tell anyone. And then their kid gives measles to, like, a baby. Damn. And that's, like, my fear because, like, well, I can't get the measles vaccine. One of the characters gets measles. Yep. I'm just like, fuck you, anti-vaxxers. Eat my butt. And one of the characters, and then I had a nightmare about, like, I dreamt that Mary, our our niece, got got um, got measles. Oh, and God, then everyone else Savannah, got... I turned Savannah into a Rambo movie. If yeah, I would be so pissed off. And it just was, like, this awful nightmare that I had. And I'm just like, we got to start. Because we watched, like, two or three episodes of that show in a row. Yeah. And we can only watch one episode at a time because my nightmare situation from that show, it's so disturbing. And it's like, I didn't think that, the kid, like, that, I didn't think they could get more disturbing, and then they gave a baby measles. And I'm like, nope, there it is. Yeah. There it is. All right, Steve. Uh, it's been a pleasure hanging out and watching yeah, this film. It's as fun as always. It's as fun as always. Um, do you have anything exciting going on this week? I'm watching Star Trek Discovery. That's cool. That's the good thing, the one with Scott Bakula in it, right? That's, no, that's Star Trek Enterprise. Oh, well, I am excited for the kids to go back to school and for me not to be in school yet. <laughs> yeah, well, that happens next week. It's next week. We have an argument with the kids right now about whether or not they have to go to school on Monday. I don't care. I'm dropping them off at 7 a.m. Their school on Monday. Their school on Monday. Um, we'll see. But uh, what about you, John? You got anything exciting this week? Oh, just an MRI. MRI on and Monday. we'll see what happens from there. It's a fun time. I'll go with you. Oh, thanks. Cool. All right, Steve. Well, I love you very much, and it was great talking to you. Yeah. yeah I'll talk to you all later. Bye. Oh, wait. Well, there's two things Bye. left to do. Oh, uh, stay scared. And stay merry. Goodbye. Hi there. Trish here. John and I are so glad you've decided to listen to this episode. To contact us, please email up to and including death at gmail.com or hit us up on our socials up to an ID at just about everywhere, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and that's up to and ID. And that too is the number two. If you have a moment, it'd be great if you can review us on iTunes as long as it's five stars. <laughs> Thank you to Stefan Kartenberg for the use of his song Fire and Ice in the intro and outro in the middle of our program. Uh, Fire and Ice is a rock mix by Stephen, Stephen Kartenberg, copyright 2017, licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license. Thank you. Goodbye.